What is going on next level, church? Woo! Yeah, baby. Okay, welcome to the Circle Maker, man. This is our huge January series, and you guys, I am so excited about this, and, and I'm glad you got to see Mark Batterson there because he's coming, baby. Woo! Yeah, okay, listen. No, for real. I've got some inside information. Listen, Mark doesn't go everywhere. As a matter of fact, on weekends like this, he only takes like five or six of these invitations, and he gets dozens and dozens of them. He only takes five or six a year. And we're one of them. That's what I'm talking about. Woo. So Mark, if you're watching or listening online, yeah, man. Yeah. We are so pumped, you guys. I'm so excited. And listen, here's why. Because we believe that 2013 has the potential to be the greatest year of all of our lives. We believe it has the potential to be the greatest year in in the history of our church in terms of impact, in terms of influence. Listen, we believe that. But here's what we know. We know that the only way for this year to be the greatest year in the history of our lives and the history of our church is if you and I, Every single one of us who are listening in all of our services this weekend, if we dig into God like we never have before. And that's why we're giving away the book. That's why we're doing that this weekend, guys, because we believe that is seed that we want to sow into every single person who calls Next Level Church their home. And if you got friends or other people or you're watching online or something and you're not here this weekend... Sorry, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, just kidding. You'll be able to buy the book next weekend. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Freebies for all of us. Woo! Yeah, I kind of feel like this is like Oprah's favorite things only with books. So, yes. Oh, no, you know what's funny? The last time we gave a book away was like several years ago, and I think we had to order like 200. And it was like, Lord. Now we're ordering like 1,800. It's like, Lord. Now we're praying. Now, that's what I'm talking about. No, for real. Listen, here's the deal. You guys, we, we are sowing this book as seed because, because of this reason. Listen, imagine what is possible in the spirit realm if over 2,000 people begin to elevate their prayer life like never before. Imagine what God is capable of doing if you and I begin to dig into God and into his word and begin to take our prayer lives to the next level this year. Imagine what God is capable of doing in our church. Imagine what God is capable of doing in our city. Imagine what God is capable of doing in, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our schools, in our nation, in our lives. And in this church, imagine what God is capable of doing, but it all begins and ends with prayer. Now, here's the thing. For most of us, when we think about this idea of prayer, for, 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 for some of us, maybe we've been even walking with the Lord for a long time, but for some of us, this, the discipline, the spiritual discipline of prayer, or this idea of prayer is something that we're actually good at talking about, but maybe for some of us, we're not actually very good at doing Come on, true confession, you're in the house of God, ready? How many of you have ever told someone that you will pray for them and then you never did? Come on, come on, put your hands in the air, wave them because you really, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And my hand was up too, right? So, 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 how, do we, so how do we do that? Come on, the, this idea of praying circles around uh, different situations, different scenarios, different things in our life. For, that's what I want to talk about. We want to kick off this series by talking about this idea of how we learn to pray circles around our life. And the big idea of this entire series is this, and this comes straight from the book. I love this. Who we become is largely determined by the prayers we pray. Who we become in 2013 
is largely dependent on the prayers that we pray. And so Next Level Church, that's why we're doing this series. That's why we're sowing the seed of 1,800 books into every family, every household in our church this weekend. That's why, because we believe that who we will become in the future has everything to do with the prayers that we pray. So, how do we do that? Well, if you have your bulletin or you have your YouVersion Bible app on your smartphone, I would love for you to turn with me to Joshua chapter 6, or if you have a Bible with you as well. If not, that's okay. The verses will be on the screens. You'll be able to follow along there. Because what we're going to talk about this weekend, we're going to look at one of the most famous Bible stories in all of Scripture. And even if you've not been around Bible study, I bet you, once we get into this story, you're going to recognize some of the components of this, because it's a story that's been told uh, of, of legend and of lore many, many times the world over. And it's the story of Joshua and the army of God, the children of Israel, and, and, and the city taking, conquering the city of Jericho. Joshua chapter 6 is where we're going to begin. If you have your Bible, I would love for you to follow along with me. Uh, if not, you can watch the verses on the screen uh, and follow along there. Here's what it says. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Now, the gates of Jericho were securely barred, because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. In other words, when when God came to Joshua and he's like, Joshua, I want to give you Jericho. And so he takes his whole army, the army of Israel, and they kind of gather around Jericho. And when the, the, the people living in Jericho saw this huge army around them, uh, logically they shut the doors. They barred the doors and they're like, no thanks, we're not interested, we're not buying what you're selling. And they shut the doors and nobody went out, nobody went in. It was, it was barred. Watch verse two. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. So God comes to Joshua, the leader of the children of Israel, God's people in the Old Testament, and he says to him, I've got a big idea. I've got a big dream. I've got a big goal for you. And it's this, I want to give you this Jericho, this city of Jericho. And so for us, if we're going to learn to pray circles around our life, then the first question I think we have to ask ourselves is this, what are our Jerichos? If God wanted to give Joshua and the the children of Israel the city of Jericho, what are our Jerichos? Do we know? When it comes to prayer, maybe you, like me at times, have, have come to that place, you're like, all right, okay, I need to pray. And you're like, dear God, anybody ever have that? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, I don't know. Like, I feel weird. It feels awkward. Okay, here's the thing. God wants us to to pray around some specific things in our life. He wants us, God has some Jerichos that he wants us to pray through. The fact of the the matter is for most of us, there's a good chance that a lot of our prayers are selfish. Anybody else, once the lottery breaks the 500 million mark, you're like, I'm praying about that. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't believe in gambling, but I'm buying a ticket. This ain't about gambling. This is about giving God an opportunity. (laughs) okay here's the problem with praying lord let me win the lottery is it where it's selfish no man i'd give a lot of it to the lord's work i know wouldn't we all right like but isn't it funny like the stuff we pray about so so for a lot of us it really starts to come to this question of what would god want me to pray about What are our Jerichos? And the first question I want to ask us as we launch this series and begin the the next five weeks talking about this idea of learning to pray circles around our life, how we do that. 
The question is, what are our Jerichos this year? Maybe for some of us, it's, it's a loved one who's away from God, who's distant from the Lord, who has never had the opportunity or never chosen to experience the love of Christ like you and I know it. Maybe for some of us, it's, 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 a, it's a hope or it's a dream of some kind, some goal in our life. And, and that's a Jericho God wants us to circle this year in prayer and begin to lift up to him and circle in prayer. That's a Jericho. Maybe for some of us, it's our kids. And, and you need to begin to pray circles around your kids this year like you never have before. Maybe for some of us, it's a, it's a group of people, a tribe of people that, that God's burdened your heart for. And every time you, you, you get alone in, in a quiet moment, you see the faces of this tribe of people, this group of people in your mind's eye, this affinity group of some kind, and, and you can't seem to get them out of your heart or out of your head. That might be a, a Jericho that God wants us to begin praying circles around this year, begin to intercede for, begin to pray for. So the question we have to ask first and foremost, if we're going to learn to pray circles around our lives, is what are my Jerichos? Do we know? So God comes to Joshua and he says to him, here's Jericho and I am going to deliver it into your hands. Then secondly, if we're going to learn to pray circles around our life, then number two, God wants us to pray specifically. He wants us to pray about things specifically. Look, verse three, he continues on. He's speaking to Joshua and he says, march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. So he's giving him very specific instructions about how to do this, how to win Jericho. Verse four, have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. That's specific. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. First six days, one time, seventh day, seven times. With the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then... The wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Here's here's the second idea. Is if we're going to learn to pray circles around our lives and begin to pray effectively like we never have before in our lives, then God wants us to pray specifically. God spoke to Joshua and he said, I want to give you the city of Jericho. Here's your Jericho that I want you to begin to circle. But here's specifically how I want you to do that. And I don't know about you, but uh, for me, I know a lot of times my prayers can just be real general. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, yeah, I know how to pray circles. When I'm driving in a busy parking lot, I'm like, Lord, give me a parking space because I'm circling. That's not what we're talking about. It's not what the book is about. Uh, it, it, it's easy, isn't it, for us to, you know what I'm talking about? You, you know, you're with, you, hang, you know, Lord, give us a good day today. <laughs> Specific, well, today, this day. Right? Or, you know, God, help me have a good day at work. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with those prayers. But what would it look like for us to add a layer or take it up in us, add a level of specificity to our prayers? Um, For the longest time, my wife and I, every day before our kids go off to school, we we gather together, we kind of circle up, uh, and we pray over our kids. And, And honestly, for the longest time for me, it was very general. That we would pray, you know, very gently, you know, Lord God, you know, it's, it's, you know, give us a good day today and help my kids to just be good today, Lord, amen, right? Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay, whatever. And a few months ago, I was actually reading one of Mark's books about praying circles around your children. And in there, he talked about uh, this idea of, of naming, uh, coming up with the nine characteristics for each one of his kids, 
the, of their personality, the, the unique characteristics of each one of his, his kids' personalities and how he started to pray those over his kids. And when I read that, I was like, yes, I can do that. And so I've, I've started changing up the way I, we pray in the morning. And so now I pray specifically, you know, God, help my kids be leaders in their classrooms. Help them to, to find a moment today where they would say something or give someone a look or, 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 or be able to, you know, high-five someone at just the right time where they could be an encouragement to their friends or to their teachers or to someone in their world today. So I started praying specifically, and even now, uh, whenever I can and I'm home I, and I, in the morning, I love waking up my kids. Because I read in another book one time that um, in old time, in Jewish tradition, that the Jewish people would pray a hundred blessings. They would speak a hundred blessings a day over their kids. And when I read that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm lucky to pray over all three meals. Like, what is going on? But here's, here's the thing. It was, it, was, it, was, it was as much just speaking blessing. And so now here's something I've done. And maybe parents who want to do this too. When I wake my kids up in the morning, I'll sit down, you know, and I'll just start to, to wake them up a little bit. And then I'll just lay my hand on them and I'll just pray blessing, you know, over the specific personality traits of how God's blessed them and their character. And just, you know, for my youngest, who's just real outgoing and just charismatic and life of the party and hyper like his dad. I, 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 I pray, Lord, don't let him be like me. No, just kidding. No, just kidding. I pray that God would use that and that God would develop that in him. And for my oldest son, who's, who's, who's more of a deep thinker and real logical, I'll pray blessing over him and I'll just speak that over them. They're specific. So, so here's the question for us in all of our services this weekend. What could it look like? What would it look like for us to add a layer of specificity to the prayers that we're praying? So if you're going into work, what if instead of just, you know, God, give me a good day, what if you started to name some of your coworkers and maybe you, you had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a coworker who needed a house and man he she, he and his wife are just really just you know trying to figure out how they're gonna you know find a new place to live this year pray about that pray specifically for that that with as much specifics as you have the information you have pray that 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 honors god watch this the more specifically we pray the more glory god gets because when it comes true when he answers that prayer we're able to go yes it's that. It's that. Single people. Some of you, you've been, God, give me a man, give me a woman, whatever. You've been praying just, for, and here's the problem with that. The first guy or girl that hits on you, you're like, Lord, it's you. Okay, it probably isn't. <laughs> Slow the big train down. Slow it on down. Here's one for you, single people. What do you want? What do you think God wants for you? 25 things. List them. If you don't know 25, we got a prayer team. <laughs> come on down. Come, do you see what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. What would it look like for us to begin to pray more specifically, perhaps, than we ever have before? God came to Joshua and he said, I've got a Jericho for you, and I want you to specifically go after it this way. And then in verse 17, he, he continues on and he says, here's what's going to happen once you go in. Watch, verse 17. The city 
and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. So when you go in, when I give you what you're praying for, what you're circling, what you're asking for, here's how you're going to handle it. Verse 17, the city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. Okay, time out. What's up with the prostitute, Matt? Okay, different message. Basically, they sent some spies a while back, and this prostitute was really nice to the spies, and so God's like, I'm letting her live. That's what's going on. Verse 18. Don't ask any more questions. Verse 18. But stop it! I'm trying to focus, and you're not helping. I'll wait. Verse 18, but keep away, God says to Joshua, from the devoted things, so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. Verse 19, all the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. Number three, if you're taking notes, uh, in all of our services this weekend, write this down. Number three, if we're going to pray circles around our lives, then we must clearly define success. God speaks to Joshua and he says, Joshua, when I give you Jericho, here's what you're supposed to do. Whenever you find gold or silver or whatever, that you need to know in advance that belongs to me, that that's to be set aside. And anybody who keeps that and this one lady who lives in the wall, Rahab, here's what you need to do with her and her family and spare her. And God is very specific about when I give you what you're praying for, what you're believing for, what you're circling in prayer. Here's, how, here's what you're to do with it. Here's what success looks like. And see, watch this. If we're going to learn to pray circles around our lives, then we must begin to know how to define success. In other words, how will we know when God answers our prayer? This is why I love uh, keeping a prayer journal. And I actually have not only a paper journal now that I do my soap in and whatever, and, uh, but I also have a digital one on my iPad and on my technology devices that I'm able to just jot some of those things down. So listen, this is why it's so powerful to write down some of those things that we're praying about, that we're circling in prayer in our lives. Because in our American culture, the way we define blessed, the way we define success is more. And the problem with more is it's, it's an ever-elusive sliding scale. It's an, it's an ever-elusive sliding target. And so the problem with most of us is we believe God for something, we want something, we even pray about something, but we're always looking forward. We're always moving on to the next thing. So, so for a lot of us, we never realize God actually answered that prayer because we've already got our eyes on the next thing. The scale slid again, and, we, and so we, we forget it. And so one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to to know how to define success. Define blessing. What what is it? How will you know God has answered your prayer? And what will you do with it? A few years ago, I was at a conference um, with a pastor friend of mine, and uh, his church was doing really well, but he didn't think so. And so we'd been together for a day and a half or so, and we were driving in the car on this interstate going from one of our meetings to probably a baseball game. Uh, <laughs> true confession, there you go. And um, he was just going on and on and on and just, you know, oh, this isn't and this isn't there and this isn't that. And just going on. And I finally just stopped. I was driving. And I remember just, I, I can show you, the, I can see the place in my mind's eye on this interstate. And I just looked at him and I said, man, what's, what does God have to do 
for you to actually believe that what you're doing is successful? What would God have to do for you to believe that he's blessing you? Because I don't think you know. And he just like looked at me and he was stunned. And he's just like, and it caught him off guard. And for the next 15 or 20 minutes, we just, I just started unpacking that. What I meant is, listen, the blessing of God can be happening all around us. But because of our ever-elusive more definition, because we've never nailed it down, we look around our life and go, oh, 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 stop. And I know this is true for me. Sometimes I have to, I can get going so fast and get my eyes moving on the next thing and the next thing and forward motion and forward progress and the next challenge and the next hill and the next hurdle that if I don't stop every once in a while and look around and go, wow, look and see a prayer journal oftentimes can can do that for us. It can be that point of reference where we can go back and go, man, six months ago, this was the biggest thing ever. Well, God answered that prayer like two months ago and I didn't even realize. How do we define it? We've got to take time. If we're going to learn to pray circles around our lives, then we've got to take the time to stop and define this is what blessing looks like. This is what success looks like. This is what having God answer this prayer, giving me my Jericho, looks like. We have to define that clearly in our lives. And then number four, If we're going to learn to pray circles around our life, then we have to understand and realize that God wants us to pray 360 degrees around our Jerichos. That God wants us to circle, to pray 360 degrees around our Jerichos. Look at verse 12 of Joshua chapter 6. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. So they did it specifically just like God told them to. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. Verse 14. So, on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Here's what I love about this. Put yourself in this story. If you and I came upon a city and God said, I want you to have Jericho. But the entire city of Jericho has this gigantic wall around it and the one entrance to it is barred and gated and blocked. In the natural, if we looked at that problem, you know how we would see it? We would see the solution to the problem in only one way. Battering ram. Right? How do you get into a walled, closed-door, barred city? Bust down the door. In the natural, there's only one solution to this problem. But watch this. Because the children of Israel, God said, I want you to circle it and circle it. Six days, circle it. Circle your Jericho. Circle your Jericho. Circle your Jericho. What that did is it offered them perspective. And so watch this. As you and I are embarking on this prayer journey, learning to pray circles around our lives, what God wants for us to realize is that he he wants us to realize that when we pray around things, when we begin to circle things in prayer, in the spirit realm, God will open our eyes to perspectives and solutions that we have never been able to see before. We will see things that we've never seen before. (laughs) Uh, There's a phrase that oftentimes I will say to to some of our our team when they come and they have a problem or, you know, a, a situation that's going on. 
I, and I'll, I'll listen for a while and we'll talk about it. And then I'll, I'll look at them and I'll, I'll say with all sincerity, let me process it. And every time I say that, they, they all get the same look on their face. Dude, are you blowing me off? Like, it is just, they're all like, you're blowing me off right now, aren't you? And here's the thing. When I, when I tell our team, let me process that, I'm not blowing them off. And now I actually have to clarify that because I don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. But I'm like, I want to I circle it. And every time, man, I'm telling you so many times over the years where, where we've processed something. It's not that we've just put it on pause. It's not that we've just, I've blown them off. But here's, here's what happens. All of a sudden you start to circle it and you circle it. And, and by day three or by week three, or sometimes even by month three or four or longer, all of a sudden, when we, when we consistently circle our Jerichos in prayer, what happens is we suddenly begin to see our problems, our opportunities, our situations in an, in an entirely new light. And all of a sudden, it's like, boom, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will reveal a solution that we never saw before. This building that so many of us who are participating in the service this weekend are sitting in this weekend, listen, this is, this is one of those. Because when God dropped it in our heart, when we were still meeting at the high school several years ago, that we were to no longer be uh, a portable church, but we were to, you know, believe him for a permanent location. We, we were like, all right, Lord, what do we do? And I'm telling you, like we looked everywhere for months. There were, the list was 60 different properties. I mean, what God, do you want us to lease something? Car dealerships, raw land, like, Lord, what do you, like, we just, and, and this building was on it. Because this building was another church. And I remember we approached, we had a meeting with the pastor, and I remember thinking to myself, walking out of that meeting, and I actually said it to some of our staff, the building's too small, it won't work. Uh-uh, we can't do it. We can't do it. And we took this building off of the list. And it wasn't until several months later that God, through prayer, started to show us how we could make this building work. And because this original building, the stage was over there and the seats turned that way and there was a baptismal tank and the deal and the foyer was kind of that way and it was just like an oversized hallway. And all of a sudden we're like, what if we turn that thing and do the, tear that out and put a stay and do the thing and rip us the whole story of the thing out and make that a great big foyer and do the door. And we were like, yes, so far so good. Right? So watch this, watch this. That's the power of circling our Jerichos in prayer. And so my challenge to us this weekend is, are you ready to start circling? Here's why. Watch what happened next in the story. Verse 15, on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Verse 20 tells us what happened. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. God came through. And that Jericho that they had been circling, 
those walls came down. And it didn't take a battering ram. It just took some trumpets and some shouting and some circling for God to give them the victory. So here's my challenge to every single one of us who are participating in all of our services all weekend long. What are your Jerichos? What do you need to start circling? So what does it look like? Are we ready? Are we ready to start to engage this prayer journey together in 2013? What does that look like for us? Real quick, let me give you some quick action steps. Maybe you want to jot these down. Make a note. What, what do we do now? Okay, Matt, great, awesome, but I've never really been a real big prayer. How, how do I do this? Okay, here's how we do this. Ready? Number one, make a list. Make a prayer list. And I'm not talking about 35 or 40 things. I mean, some people, they're at that level, and that's great. What would it look like for us to put three or four or five or six things on a list? What are, what are three or four or five Jerichos that you can circle in prayer this year? Make a list. Number two, action step, be specific. Don't just have a good day. No, no, no. What are your Jerichos? And then what, would it, what are the specifics that you know of that you're, you just want to believe God for, that you want to begin circling in prayer this year? Be specific. Number three, define success. What will it look like when God answers your prayer? Write it down. Man, I just challenge you. Every single one of us who are listening, come on. What would it look like to make a list of three or four or five or six Jerichos that we're going to begin circling this year? Be specific. Define success. This is what blessing looks like. This is what success, this is what answered prayer will look like for me. Or for this situation. Or for this person. What would it look like? And then finally, number four, begin circling them daily. Imagine what's possible in our lives. Imagine what's possible in this church. Imagine what's possible in the lives of our family members, our coworkers, our classmates. Imagine what's possible, business leaders, in our department, on our sales team, in our business, if you and I would begin to name those Jerichos and begin to circle them in prayer according to God's word, according to his will and his plan. Begin to circle those Jerichos with specificity, clearly defining success, and then daily begin to pray circles around those Jerichos. Imagine what's possible in our nation. Imagine what's possible in that tribe of people, that group of people that we have a burden, that we have concern about, that our heart beats for. Imagine what God could do this year. When you and I begin to learn to pray circles around the Jerichos in our lives. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I can't wait to see the walls that come down this year by the circles that we pray. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your spirit that speaks through us and to us. And Lord Jesus, I pray for every single person who's listening or watching or participating in one of our weekend services. Lord, I pray that this would be the greatest year of our lives because it's our greatest year of our lives spiritually. I pray, Jesus, that we would become the prayingest church like we never have been before. God, we 
are asking you to give us eyes of faith to see the Jerichos you want us to begin to circle as a church, as leaders, as individuals, as families, as, as classmates, as, as students, as, as business leaders, as connection group leaders. God, show us the Jerichos you want us to circle this year. We pray and we ask, God, that we might see walls come down all across our lives, all across our cities, and all across our nation and world, Lord. That is our prayer. We pray together in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed said, Amen. Amen.